This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown. Let's head into Northern Ontario and catch up with Dorothy McNaughton, community reporter in Sault Ste. Marie. Hey, good morning, Dorothy. Good morning, Dave. So, Dorothy, like many municipalities across the country, it is election season. And you want to touch on what's being done in the Sioux to make the process a bit more accessible. So what are some of the tools that are available to help people vote? Well, one one of them's already happened because they had the the voting machines available, but only at the advanced poll. That at least is something. So it allows people with all different kinds of disabilities to vote independently. Um, they're getting that message, but there's still there are still things they can do on voting day. Because on voting day, it's what they've done for many years. You know, it's pencil and paper or a marker. <laughs> they have black markers um, this time. And, uh, you know, they have a list of large print candidates. They have the usual um, template that can be put over top of the ballot. Um, on voting day, you know, they're they're also supposedly having maybe um, magnifiers, a magnifying sheet, which really doesn't magnify much. I do not like those. I find those to be not helpful at all. No, they're totally useless. And I I spoke to someone at city because I had trouble finding information on the website about accessible voting. And she was very lovely and very helpful. Um, The best thing I think is uh, the city is offering free transit rides on election day. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people know about that. Mm, that's a great, great policy to make sure that yep. if somebody needs to get to the polls and doesn't mm-hmm. have a bus pass or doesn't have maybe a CNIB card, or I don't, I don't, I don't know what CNIB's deals with with the transit in Sioux, but you know, obviously in places like Toronto and Ottawa, you either get discounted fares or you get uh, complimentary passes. But irrespective, making sure that anybody, regardless of disability or special yes. or, or 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 a disability, can get to the poll on on voting day that's incredible that's good stuff that's a great policy it is it is and so i think they're getting the message that people want to be able to vote independently but i think it behooves all of us after the election to talk to city officials we're very fortunate here we have a new accessibility coordinator who is going to be fabulous she's served on the AAC. She's uh, she's a person with a disability herself, and she has already said, I want to hear experiences. We want to improve. And that's a big step for this city because we've sort of been um, averse to change. And I think the city does not totally understand a lot of the issues, but she is really open and wanting to hear the issues. Mm-hmm. And we know that when we're voting yeah. in, in municipal elections, that's where you start making some real grassroots change in your community. We were just talking about federal yes. policy last yes. segment. A lot of the a lot of the the meat and potatoes happens at the grassroots in the city through and through. Uh, Dorothy, you mentioned that it was a little bit tricky to find some of the information. Any advice for folks heading into election day on the 24th? Well, first of all, I mean, contact the city uh, because they have dedicated staff who deal with the election. Um, 
And after I had spoken to one of the people at the city, they added a little tab onto their section about the election called Accessible Election. So you click on that. They made it a little bit easier, which I really appreciated. Very good. Dorothy, let's go from the serious to a little bit of fun. You had a chance to go on the Ogawa Canyon tour. So how was the experience? Where'd you go? Well, it was great. Um, it, it goes quite a distance north. I'm not sure the, of the exact distance, but, um, you know, it goes through beautiful, beautiful country and, and up hills in some areas. They called it an area, a mountain, but I don't think it was really a mountain. Um, and it was, uh, there were lots of colors along the way. And then it, it goes down into the canyon floor and and there's a whole beautiful vista in front of you that's normally all, you know, yellows and reds and oranges in the fall. Well, it was still green. <laughs> that was disappointing, <laughs> but <laughs> that's okay because they have either 300 steps you could walk up and take pictures, which we didn't do, <laughs> or uh, like a, a hard-packed dirt a trail down to these beautiful falls. So my husband and I walked down there. There were people with walkers. Uh, people who had their little dogs with them, and uh, a lot of tourists, and it was packed, and everybody had a wonderful time, even though the colors weren't really there at, <laughs> at the canyon. <laughs> but everywhere was later this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've noticed that around these parts, too, that the uh, leaves turned a little bit later, and when they did, it's been absolutely stunning. But yeah, they turned yes. a little bit later this year, for sure. Uh, Dorothy, yeah. were there any kind of accessibility features or features that made the uh, the process a little more inclusive? Yes, they have an accessible car for the train and they have a lift that will bring people with wheelchairs in and out of the train. Um, And the staff is well-trained. Oh, the staff were phenomenal. Um, They've really gone out of their way. Um, They have an audio kind of tour explanation as you go along about the different features, which which was great. Um, You know, they're older cars, so, you know, there, there are a few issues around how uncomfortable the seats are, but, you know, <laughs> uh, we didn't really matter. You know, it really didn't matter in the end. Um, but, no, they really, um, they are very aware of accessibility, and and the new company that owns it is an American company. So they're used to the Americans with Disabilities Act standards, and uh, they're really willing to listen to the passengers. This is the first year they've run it. Um, they want feedback. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was very positive all in all. Mm. Dorothy, let's move on to something else that's been keeping you busy. I, I, don't, I don't know when Dorothy McNaughton sleeps. You're, you do. You have more on your schedule than I have on my schedule. But you had a chance to uh, take part in the Doors Open Sault Ste. Marie. And last time we spoke to you, you said you were looking forward to it. Well, now you've done it. How was the experience? Oh, it was phenomenal. Like the weather was great. And so we wandered all over the place. Uh, we picked what we wanted to see because we went to the Doors Open Ontario website. And and a lot of it's uh, still on there, actually. Uh, so you can you can check it out afterwards. And some of them have virtual tours. But we went to we went along the canal district um, where we've been before. And then we went to the block house, which is part of um, the Ermitinger Klerg um, historical site. And they had moved the block house from down by the St. Mary's River up to uh, uh, where the old stone house is. And I had never been inside the block house. So we went inside the block house. It's not very big. And that was fascinating because uh, 
Francis Clerg actually lived in the top part of the blockhouse. It's like a very tiny home <laughs> with a you know with a living room and a beautiful fireplace and a bedroom and a a, a bathtub. Um, very very rustic. I guess keep, you could keep say. it keeping it simple back then. <laughs> yes, for sure. But so that was fascinating. And uh, but the the best thing I think we went to the the new facility. Um, it's called the Shingwak Kinemaj Gumig. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Um, but it's it's the new um, indigenous university in the Sioux across the across Queen Street from Algoma University. And it's it's an, a degree granting institution. Um, from the outside, it's it's a really fascinating design. And uh, it's built like a longhouse with beautiful high vaulted ceilings with, with timbers. And uh, when we went on a tour with uh, a guide explaining everything, there's a um, climate controlled archive for all of the um, First Nations uh, archives from uh, the, you know, the important for mm -hmm. the important historical the, documents the, the from all across the artifacts, Canada. the documents, yeah, all that yes. important stuff from all across Canada. And then the best part was these absolutely beautiful healing gardens, with where they're growing different um, herbs and cedar and sweet grass um, in order to use uh, in the the uh, penal system, uh, they're working with the Solicitor General and they're providing healing um, medicines to Indigenous people who have been incarcerated. Mm. So Dorothy, after you had that experience and you packed so much into that day, do you feel more connected to your community? Oh, I do. And and I just love the history anyway. Um, but the opportunity to see places that normally aren't open to the public and also just to get a sense of, um, you know, what, what's out there, what's available, what, uh, like, especially Indigenous peoples, what they're doing and how they're connecting with the land and with um, other people in the community. And they're just the connections uh, I find uh, fascinating. Mm. Dorothy, one last thought here before we get out of here. It would not be a conversation with Dorothy McNaughton if we didn't talk about getting together with technology. And the next Northern Ontario and Rural GTT group meeting is on tap tonight. So what's yeah. on the agenda? Yes, Brian Beeble is going to do a presentation on NVDA, uh, which is the free screen reader that anybody can download from the internet. So he's going to explain right from the basics, how to download it, how to use it, um, tips on on different tricks that people might not know to make it uh, easier to learn. Um, it's a lot easier than JAWS, uh, and it's just another option out there that people might not know about. Very good. Dorothy, enjoy the meeting tonight. Enjoy your perpetually packed social calendar, <laughs> and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. You bet. Thanks a lot, Dave. That's, Take care. That's Dorothy McNaughton, community reporter in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And if you do want to find out more about some of those stories, specifically some of the contact info on the GTT, the Get Together with Technology, or maybe some of that accessible voting in the Sioux, head over to the blog after the show, ami.ca slash now, ami.ca slash now. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. 
Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Juita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.